Support for the morning newscast comes from the Homer Foundation, a local community foundation serving the southern Kenai Peninsula. Through the Homer Foundation, your gift into a permanent endowment can strengthen our community for years to come. Let the Homer Foundation help you build your giving legacy through an end-of-life bequest. A bequest gift is easy to establish and creates an enduring commitment to what you care about. Call the Homer Foundation at 235-0551 or visit the website at www.homerfoundation.org. You are listening to KBBI, Homer, AM 890, and K201, AO, Seward, 88.1 FM. Today is Friday, March 3rd. I'm Simon Lopez with this morning's news. Students across the Kenai Peninsula have been practicing their jazz standards and tuning their instruments in preparation for the annual Link Up concert. As KDLL's Sabine Pooks reports, they'll be joining musicians from the Kenai Peninsula Orchestra for two separate concerts on the Central and Southern Peninsula this weekend, the first since the pandemic hit three years ago. The local Link Up program is a collaboration between the Kenai Peninsula Orchestra, 10 local elementary schools, and Carnegie Hall. It started almost a decade ago when orchestra members Sue Biggs and her husband Jack Will visited Carnegie Hall in New York and fell in love with the program. It's a program that they have established to connect young children with orchestras. Carnegie works with over 100 music programs around the world, according to the Link Up website. How it works is Carnegie sends music and books to participating schools and orchestras, and they cycle through different themes every year. This year's theme is the Orchestra Swings, which showcases jazz music. Biggs says kindergartners through sixth graders have been spending the last two months learning the curriculum, and this weekend will sing and play recorder on stage with the adult orchestra, including I've Got Rhythm, as sung by third graders from Redoubt Elementary School. Biggs is a former music teacher. She says it makes a difference for kids to be part of the music rather than just listening to it or learning about it in the classroom. As a teacher in the music room, I would talk about different instruments like bassoons and oboes and horns and trombones and things, but they never saw them except maybe we'd watch a video or Maybe we'd have a special guest come in and play something. She says seeing the instruments in action and joining in is a whole different world. That meant a lot to her when she was a high school student, playing the violin with her college orchestra. Playing with people who actually were community members who did this as a living, that was very meaningful for me. She says it's fun for the members of the Kenai Peninsula Orchestra, too. The concerts will be the first the orchestra has played together since the pandemic started. The orchestra rehearses at the Kenai Peninsula Fairgrounds in Nanilchik, halfway between members on the Central and Southern Peninsula. It's just been like coming home. Um, to come to the fairgrounds and, and see all of our music friends. So for us, it's a treat, too, that we've been back to gathering together. And I know it's going to be really exciting when we're back playing on the stage together, too. And then to have the excitement and energy of the kids just adds so much more. And chaotic, 
It's all fun. There's a link-up concert at Kenai Central High School for students from the Central Peninsula at 7 p.m. Friday. Then the next day, there will be a concert for Homer area students at the Homer High School Mariner Theater. Both concerts are free and open to the public. Biggs says about 300 students are participating this year. In Kenai, I'm Sabine Pooks. The link-up concert for the Homer area students will be at 3 p.m. Saturday, March 4th at the Homer High School Mariner Theater. The Yukon River's Chum and King Runs have returned at record lows the last three years. At a recent meeting, the Alaska Board of Fisheries debated a contentious proposal that would have reduced fishing time for a controversial and lucrative fishery along the Alaska Peninsula called Area M. The board ended up passing some restrictions on the fishery, but it's far short of what YK Delta residents were hoping for. And as KDLG's Izzy Ross reports, communities that depend on the Area M fishery aren't happy either. People from across western Alaska testified in support of limiting fishing time in Area M, saying they haven't been able to feed their families or continue traditions since the chum runs collapsed in 2020. Tanya Ivan is from Russian Mission. She told the board they weren't asking to close the fishery, but rather spread restrictions more equally across the regions. Our subsistence needs have not been met. My smokehouse and freezer have not had fish in few years, which means I wasn't able to teach my baby sister and daughters our traditional way of life. What we rely on during the winter, and especially during the Russian Orthodox Great Lent. The Alaska Board of Fisheries members were divided on reducing fishing time in Area M. Some pointed to the state's subsistence priority, while others cited the economic importance of the fishery. In the end, the board narrowly passed an amendment that restricts some fishing time in June and sets up tier reductions for the Purse Seine fleet based on the chum harvest. But it was far short of the sweeping restrictions YK Delta residents were hoping for. After the vote, most of the people in the audience walked out of the room in protest. Robert Walker is the first tribal chief of Anvik, a community on the Yukon River. It just canceled us, AYK tribal people right out. It's like we were um, a foreign country. And we just kind of like got up and left. Walker says the amendment ignored days of testimony from the region. But the Area M fishery is a vital part of the communities along the Alaska Peninsula and in the Aleutians. Alvin Osterback, mayor of the Aleutians East Borough, says harvest limits could mean a huge revenue hit for some of the communities there. By coming in and attacking us like this all the time, it's moving more and more of our families out of the area. And you can see it in the in the communities. They're just, people are leaving. He says it's tough to say exactly how this season will play out with the new limits. Area M South Peninsula was valued at over $33 million last year. In 2021, the average saner made around $700,000. Harvest caps can drive down the value of the fishery forcing fishermen to sell their permits. Kylie Thompson, president of the Area M Saners, says major cuts to that lucrative June fishery, which makes up a quarter of Area M's entire value, could put the fleet in jeopardy. Still, he says the new restrictions are workable. 
June is our steady, you know, high value sockeye, kind of what everybody depends on. Without the June fishery, I mean, it would, that's the straw that breaks the camel's back for that region. The June fishery is so important because it's relatively stable. Meanwhile, people from Western Alaska who asked for stronger restrictions in Area M are disillusioned with the state's system. Henry Hunter Sr. is the vice chairman of Arutsaharamut Native Council in Bethel. He's deeply disappointed in the board. He says it feels like the meeting was stacked against their region and that the board is prioritizing commercial interests over subsistence needs. They basically uh, support uh, uh, commercial fishing. Commercial fishing in the area is big business. They should be the ones that conserve and manage it for all Alaskans, not only area and fishing, commercial fishing, but the subsistence users in the YK Delta. Hunter thinks the decision means the burden of conservation will continue to rest on people in western Alaska when it should be the board's responsibility to manage for everyone. With help from KUCB's Maggie Nelson, in Dillingham, I'm Izzy Ross. And that's the morning news for this Friday, March 3rd. You are listening to KBBI in Homer on AM 890 and K201 AO Seward 88.1 FM.